We're in? We are Oh, here. we're in. Yes. <laughs> it's about time. Uh, this is try number three to get everything uh, working, but we're here, we're in. Uh, so welcome to Inherently Human. This is episode... 25, 25. Man. Wow. Yeah. We're a quarter of the way there to our big 100, so we hope to see y'all there. Um, <laughs> you know, that's going to, I tear up thinking about that celebration. That's going to be someday. Yeah, right. When it's number 100. What's what's the topic going to be for episode 100? I don't know, but I think one thing that has been consistent is that we really don't advertise. We don't promote ourselves. What we're doing is curating a small, really specialized audience of people mm. who uh, just care what we say, whatever we're saying. Friends and family. <laughs> <laughs> it a lot does, of coworkers. <laughs> it does seem to be the case, but you know, speaking of coworkers, um, my coworker Todd, uh, with whom I worked at Oregon Public Broadcasting, has been listening. For one thing, and I that impressed me to death because he said he liked it. He said he liked you. <gasps> I was telling him uh, that uh, actually Aiden is thinking perhaps of making a career change. Am I stepping out of line? By no, talking no, I about that? I was going to talk about it a little bit um, uh-huh. <clears throat> as. Everybody, or at least I hope everybody knows, uh, we haven't been putting a lot of episodes out recently. Um, The reason for that being is that uh, my own mental health has Mm. been less than stellar, to say the least, and we can get into that a little bit later. Um, But for now, uh, I no longer am thinking about going down the path of aquatics coordination, but rather uh, going off of the absolute astounding success of inherently human since we got our new documentary out uh (laughs) thanks to hannah mason productions and i just think that going into media and broadcasting and things like that is just going to be a nice change for me it's going to be something that i might have some decent talent in Oh, my God, yeah. I think that's unquestionably the case. You're a natural because um, you're spontaneous. You speak your mind. You have a fast wit. So you can make a joke at the drop of a hat, and you can also um, talk with great sincerity um, on any topic. And so in broadcasting that kind of facility with words um, means a lot welcome to episode 25 praise aiden yeah um thank you jim i really do appreciate that uh and for everyone out there listening uh it is absolutely because of jim and everything that he's shown me and everything that we've done together that is truly put me into this path and given me the idea and the confidence to try and do something like this. And so, Jim, uh, whether you know it or not, you are absolutely my mentor in this. And I can't thank you enough for everything that you've done so far. Wow. Well, you know, I'm actually (laughs) pleased by that. Yeah. Because of, I, I guess, the bottom line truth of the matter is... 
that I ain't lying when I say you're uh, that in my opinion you're really good. <laughs> so I feel absolutely clean about it if I somehow lured you into a different <laughs> profession uh, and that you're going to start being a radio guy or a broadcasting guy in whatever form. There's lots of possibilities. Oh yeah, options yeah. are endless. Sure, you know, and um, well, I, you know, if you happen to see what is now on Facebook, which is the little documentary done on our podcast, you know that Aiden is a good-looking guy, oh. and that he <laughs> uh, presents well on camera. So it doesn't have to be radio, <laughs> you know. You can do whatever, man. It'll be great. So we'll see how it goes, and. Um, I don't know. There are a lot of steps that he has to, uh, yeah. a lot of hurdles he's got to go oh, through. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm willing to be the coffee intern for a while if that's what it takes to get into this kind of thing. I'm willing to be that guy uh, who does all the odd jobs, you know, just to get his foot in the door and try to see who I can schmooze to see who will give me that promotion. Right. And, (laughs) well, I was extraordinarily... I'm going to tell war stories here for a second. I uh, started in radio at uh, a little thousand-watt daytimer in Hillsboro, Oregon, and I was terrible on the air because I didn't know how to use a mic. I tried to lower my voice to a ridiculous degree, and they gave me uh, advertising copy to read, and I didn't know how to use my voice reading somebody else's words, so I sounded horrible. And uh, one advertiser called the station and said, under no circumstances should that person ever read anything. Yeah! (laughs) Ever read anything about our furniture store. I think it was the furniture store. And, um, And you know what? The owner of the station was such a good man. And years and years later, I actually looked him up, I tracked him down just to thank him for his goodness because what he did was tell me, don't worry about it. You're going to be fine. (laughs) I mean, even though he had a sponsor threatening him, I mean, that's dollars and cents. Yeah. And even in the face of that, he said, boy, you're fine. So I hope for you that when you actually get into the business, you will make contact with people that loving of others (laughs) and that generous. (laughs) Maybe you won't need that, though. I'm not sure that um, with your uh, ability now, it's probable that you won't have a sponsor calling and telling you that uh, they don't want you reading the commercial. You know, on the other side of the coin, I remember, um, I guess I was your age. I was 21, and um, a friend, actually the sister of a friend of mine, was driving up the coast from Crescent City mm-hmm. listening to me. Hey! Oh, my God, <laughs> that. was that a high? <laughs> you know, that was, I was on uh, KEX, which now, I guess, is mainly a vocal jukebox playing, uh, essentially, right-wing uh, political 
diatribes. Sorry, that's my bias. But in any case, it isn't the station it used to be, but it was a very high prestige yeah. kind of place to work. Because at one time. Jim was working there. Yeah, that was why, <laughs> for sure. Well, I honestly think that it is that furniture store's uh, absolute total loss that they did not have your voice acting out their commercials. Uh, because if I heard Jim's voice telling me to buy an Ottoman for you know. dress right out <laughs> yeah i mean i'm already in my car the keys are in the ignition we're flooring it i need to get that ottoman because jim said so yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so as we look at aiden's current situation uh one of the issues is identifying behaviors that he already engages in mm. that are likely to show somebody who is a gatekeeper in broadcasting that he's a likely candidate. And the truth is, he does a lot of engagement one-on-one -on -one or uh, in presentations before groups where he talks to audiences about safety and mm. tries to guide them. So you already have a lot uh, in your background that says that you are a presenter. You're a storyteller. You're mm -hmm. someone who can engage large groups of people just by yourself and hold their attention, which is a big part of it. Well, thank you, Jim. I appreciate yeah, that. that's I, a fact. It has a lot to do, I think, with the energy of one's voice and how they are projecting it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, there's a lot of hard topics that people can talk about, but really capture a listener's attention solely by the way that they present that topic. Um, a lot of times when I'm teaching first aid or CPR, I can see people's eyes going to the back of their heads. They're just not into it. Rolling their eyes in boredom in oh, some way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There are people who just don't give a fuck. But, yeah. um, you know, as, as important as first aid is, you just have to you have to make it your own. You know, it's something that uh, I didn't write. You yeah. know, the American Red Cross did it for me. But you do it enough times, and you're going to find your own flow in it. And, I mean, I think that really goes well with anything that anybody does in their life um you know you do something enough even if it's yours or if it isn't yours you're gonna find your own unique twist and spin that you can use to truly make that the best that it can be and so when i did well still do kind of uh first aid cpr you know you've got to be you got to have your wit with it you got to make it fun there's a lot of things that um you can say intermittently that is still informational, but makes them laugh a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, in other words, not phoning it in. Yeah. You are mindful at all times. You're staying awake yourself in some way. Yeah, and that's that's a hard part, too, when you've listened and said the same exact presentation yeah. three dozen times, and it never changes. It's the same American Red Cross first aid and it's it's fun if you make it fun. Anything can be. Yeah. And so that's just something I've really got to work on and something I've really got to focus on as I go further into this kind of career and as things develop and as I make my tapes and as the podcast goes on, I've just got to really focus on the energy 
and probably not dragging on sentences like I am right now. Well, <laughs> no, you were making yourself clear, and that's the point of anything, I guess, when, especially when you're in front of a microphone. But I had to confess to Aiden that my interest in his success <laughs> in this field is sort of a projection of my own desire to relive <laughs> those glory days because it was great. Um, and, I mean, being young and being on the radio uh, certainly um, was one of the highlights of my life. I mean, it was like food, psychic food. Ooh. Yes, to come home and know, wow, man, I was heard. And I didn't know how many people were listening, but I knew how many miles the transmission oh, covered. Oh, yeah, I how mean, far you were going yeah. out. Yeah. KEX shot north and south. I mean, well, they were past the uh, Oregon state line into california so that was cool Ooh, almost got some uh, la people looking at for yeah probably not <laughs> i don't know uh about that but it was fifty thousand watts that's a big station yeah yeah so anyway but, uh, yeah i i'm projecting i know <laughs> i'm trying to live through aiden now see and even after he confessed that to me i uh you know i get it i Totally. He, I'm going to let him live vicariously through me. God bless you. <laughs> can I visit you at the station when you're yes, on the air? absolutely. You okay. can be my first guest uh, okay. um, if they let me do that. I don't know. <laughs> I'll give you the grand tour, and I'll meet, introduce you to everyone um, as soon nice. as I get the job first. Of course. We don't even know what <laughs> station we're talking about yet. Uh, you know, and that brings up an issue. The first time I think that I ever really noticed Aiden other than as one of the individuals that stands around making sure that nobody drowns at the swimming pool at Portland State was when we had a conversation and he shared with me that he knows who Ernest Tubb and George Jones and Reba McIntyre are. I suspect a lot of people in the audience don't know who those people are. <laughs> They happen to be country western singers from um, really the 50s, 60s, 70s up in there. Now, how Jim's does time, yes, not mine? That's right. <laughs> and it amazed me that Aiden knew and liked these people. You do like them. Oh, yeah, right? absolutely. Okay. It's, it's kind of hard. Um, so, you're familiar with the whole, uh, oh, what is it called? The Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, where somehow you embrace the enemy because you're under their power. Yeah, uh, yeah, you come okay. to depend on them, I think, yeah. is like the whole thing. The where, Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, yeah, so I attribute that kind of philosophy to, that dynamic? My, yeah, yeah. to my enjoyment of classic country. Uh, because my father, for years, when me and my siblings were growing up, would yeah. only ever play uh, con <laughs> classic country. Ernest Tubb, right? Yeah, I mean, the there was something Comcast provided it called Music Choice. Yeah. Uh, channel, hold on, do I remember? I 985, know. maybe? Okay. Yeah, probably not. That's probably way off. 982. Yeah. Regardless, there was a, a channel that just... 24-7 played 
classic country music. Hank Snow, Kitty Wells. All um, of them. Loretta Lynn. Uh, Norma Jean. Wow. Conway Twitty. All, yeah. yeah so Con- just, oh, see, you know them. You yeah. know these people. <laughs> I'm familiar. I've been yeah, around. Yeah. Both of the Hanks. Yes. Then, so... That would be Hank Thompson and Hank Williams. Or did you mean Hank Cochran, for example? You, well, <laughs> there are actually three, maybe more. Four. Yeah. Uh, I was actually just thinking of Hank and Hank Jr. Oh, okay. That's Hank Williams, Hank, <laughs> Hank Williams Jr. There's a third Hank Williams. I know, and uh, not to diss any, but I'm not going to... He's no. not that great. Anyways, no, he really isn't. moving on. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so my father would play out loud classic country for 12 plus hours every single day. Right. Um, there were times where I heard the entirety of music choice, classic country, and to a point where it would start repeating songs. Yeah. Um, in the same day. And so I grew up specifically on that and almost nothing else for years. And so there's one of two things that can happen. And this was kind of during a time in my life where finding music was not the easiest thing to do. Uh, streaming wasn't available, but we also didn't have too many CD players and records were long gone. Right. I guess there was sort of a period where the technology didn't allow for the distribution as effectively as it had in the past. Is that what, is yeah. that the case? Yeah. And so, I mean, my music taste has expanded significantly thanks to Spotify. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, in these times that they're in these times as if it was <laughs> decades ago. This was 9 years ago maybe. Right. Um but you know, I have two options. Either hate it and suffer or mm. embrace it. And so that's what me and my brother, my sister, I don't know if my mom ever did it, but that's what me and my siblings did is that we decided to embrace it. And um, to this day, we still hold true to some of the the country values, I guess. You know. it's I... It's weird. <laughs> ah, I I I actually have a similar story because when yeah. I well, and I wonder if I haven't mentioned this on an earlier podcast, but anyway, um, I was working out in Hillsboro, mm-hmm. and well, part of my job was to play the vinyl forty five RPM records on the turntable, and most Ooh. well, all radio stations that I know of don't have turntables anymore because they don't know them, don't need them because <laughs> all the music's digital. But anyway, every record that you played was on a 45. Mm-hmm. And uh, I engineered, that is, I played the records for uh, a 65-year-old man. I, well, he was an old man. And now I'm something like eight years older than he was then. (laughs) But the issue was that he had been a great in radio in Cincinnati back in the day, but he had acquired really severe arthritis. He'd become an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. He'd lost his job. I mean, his world went to hell. But now he's 65. He's living 
uh, out on the west side of Portland, and every Sunday he drives out to Hillsborough to be on the radio for a couple of hours. He sells his own commercials, and I play the records for him, and he is wonderful on the air. I mean, the guy has this beautiful voice and this soft southern delivery. He <laughs> is Excellent. He's got that twang. Oh, going on. he had it down. Uh, uh, and I'm a kid. I'm 17, maybe I'm 18 at this time, mm-hmm. and I'm snickering at the music. I mean, Kitty Wells recorded a song uh, called When the Ring on Your Finger Turns Green. That was a hit for her. And another one, uh, I Gave My Wedding Dress Away. Really sappy to me. Sad, sorrowful songs that seem silly and even embarrassing. Really kicking off the country music stereotypes oh, for a yeah. long time. Absolute stereotype. And I'm uh, a middle class kid from the suburbs. I don't know nothing about this stuff and Bill Webb that was the man's name that was this great announcer's name he looked at me with great kindness uh, as I was sneering at the music and he said someday you're gonna love this music (laughs) and you know that someday was no more than I would say three weeks away From the time that he told me that. (laughs) I don't know how it happened, but it just sank into my being. And, you know, what is that? I don't even want to think about it. It's 50 plus years later. And I still love that music, you know? It's timeless because, you know, there's something very special about music and how it works. Because I think it's very, personally, I think it's kind of naive when people say... I only like X kind of music. Right. It's limiting. You're limiting yeah, yourself. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of pleasure to be had in all kinds of music. Exactly. And something that I adhere to my own musical philosophy is that there's good music everywhere. Yes. You know, in every single genre, there's going to be a good song. Mm-hmm. And it's all subjective and it's all objective to how you perceive it. And so, I mean, Every single genre will have their, you know, their shit songs that nobody ever listens to because they're just bad, but some people like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but every single genre yeah. will always have some song that's good. And when you know music is good, then it's good, you know? It's, right. it's when people say, oh, I refuse to listen to X kind of music. I just think that's so sad because I could think of, you know, one, maybe even two songs within that genre that hold really good significance and are just good songs. You know, they have a good beat. Their lyrics are good. The way that the music flows or something about it is... (sighs) Well, compelling, compelling. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's... Better than any of the words that I was actually going to hear. <laughs> so thank you. Compelling, yes. Um, and so, I mean, I forever I'd always say, you know, oh, I listen to country music. Well, because for the longest time I did. And now when people ask me, oh, what kind of music do you listen to now, Aiden? And it's, it's so hard to say because, you know, I've gone from Gaelic music to country to rap to hip-hop to... 
uh, just astounding, like screamo and emo and punk, and then to classic and instrumentals and remixes, and it just bounces everywhere so often that there's no way that you can just pinpoint a singular genre that you feel comfortable being like, oh, yes, I listen to It's like I listen to classical music because it's the only music with a sufficient intelligence to stimulate my mind. Mm, You need a really high IQ in order to understand Uh, uh, classical music. Oof. (laughs) Well, I I don't actually mean to (laughs) knock it because every a few times, Mm -hmm. and it isn't all the time. Maybe I have to be in a certain mood or maybe it has to be the case that it's a certain creation mm-hmm. by Mozart let's say okay. and I start understanding what that man did as he was creating this weave of sound with different instruments mm-hmm. and different tunes that migrate into larger themes that move along and then return. And there's a brilliance to that. There's no doubt about it. But in my daily life, uh, I think it depends on what my body needs, what yeah. I end up listening to. Absolutely. And I I really <laughs> like heavy metal. And Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and the contrast between listening to... George Jones uh, <laughs> sang one of his amazing classics, like uh, From the Window Up Above, or you'd have, look up George Jones if you have Spotify or iTunes. Mm. I think there's a, you his, know, 35% chance you'll love him. Oh, maybe. yeah. You his know. top song, I believe, is He Stopped Loving Her Today. Yeah, that's, that's the one. Yeah, that's yeah. what everybody says. He Stopped Loving Her Today. He Stopped Loving Her <laughs> Today. Yeah, God, I wish I could sing. Yeah, that would Man. be fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, actually, I think you were on the tune. Do you want to try it just to help out the audience? I mean, oh, don't dude. feel like you have to. <laughs> no, honest to God, I don't want to put you on the spot. All right, everybody, this is where I'm going to kick part, kick, uh, kickstart okay, my music career. Aiden DeBoer. <laughs> Uh, covering George Jones and his classic hit, He Stopped Loving Her Today. I It's been a while since I've listened to the song, so... Uh... I can do... You know what I can do? I think I can recite uh, his monologue in the song. You know, we came to see her one... No. I screwed no. it up. <laughs> we came to see him one last time. Oh, no, that's oh, no, wrong, too. You know that, but that felt close. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to try it again. <laughs> one more time. You know. Uh, third time's a charm. She came to see him one last time. Oh, and we all wondered if she would. And it kept going through my mind. This time, he's over her for good. And now I read it bad, but but those are the words. That's phenomenal. I mean, <laughs> That's that... the spoken word part of his hit song. <laughs> I think you did that better than he did, honestly. That oh, was very yeah. poetic. No you got the voice for question. it. <laughs> I, by the way, you, if you ever listen to the song, you'll see that's, that's patently not the case. Yeah. He did it beautifully. I mean, that man is a god in uh, my view. 
He did a, a, genius he did a good anyway. job. He the the mole face, as they called him. Yeah. Well, uh, possum. Yeah. Oh, he, possum. He, his eyes right. are too close together, so they call him the old possum. <laughs> Uh, also, No Show Jones was yes, something that he was very prominent for. Because uh, for a long time in his life, in fact, several periods <clears throat> in his life, he's dead now, um, yeah. he was a severe alcoholic and mm-hmm. didn't show up for his performances. Yeah. That was a part of his shtick, at least uh, when he started to recover. They made it a shtick and made it kind of a joke. But the truth was that he really didn't show up lots yeah. of times. Travesty. Yeah, it's too bad. Rest in peace. But... I mean, he had a good career. He was certainly talented, that's for sure. Yeah, he was. Um, you know, I uh, when I'm in my car, mm-hmm. I often, if there's somebody riding with me, I, I just shut off the music because the chances of someone liking what I'm playing on Sirius XM Audio, yeah. uh, the chances of it being pleasurable to all concerned uh, isn't. They're not great. Yeah, um, I know that feeling. Yeah, uh, when I when I play heavy metal, I mean, honestly, I guess one day I forgot I was driving out to Bull Mountain <laughs> and Tigard, and I had the radio on, and I, I was counseled by my passengers that that shouldn't have happened. Oh. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> something about heavy metal really turned them off, man. Oh, man. There's great energy there. And if you listen to the lyrics, they're extremely powerful, usually or often very dark. They're not always dark, but lots of times they are. Yeah, I've I've noticed that, actually. Um, <clears throat> so, God, I hate that I know this, but... <laughs> But I had you, some... you can't you can't unknow it is yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. I the the fact that I my buddy showed me this band, and I'll never forgive him for showing me this band, uh, called Infant Annihilator. Oh, and I'm gonna take that's it. That's heavy. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so yeah, Infant Annihilator. Uh, really screamo, heavy stuff, and. He showed me a lyric video of theirs one time. I do not suggest this band at all, uh, but if you want to go for it, go for it. But the vocabulary that they use is so eloquent, and it's so advanced and smart Yeah, that it, it it's almost an insult to the English language that it's being used in such a way. I <sighs> I know what you mean, and yeah. uh, KPSU, which is a carrier current broadcast system, it's not really a radio station at Portland State. I was yeah. doing a heavy metal show for a while, and I was compelled a number of times to um, read the lyrics because they were so... Amazing. Yeah. And there's a song on Sirius XM Octane right now that has to do with a young guy committing suicide. Mm. And oh my God, not only the way he interprets the lyrics, which he does flawlessly mm-hmm. in my opinion, but the words are wrenching Ooh. and they just go there. 
in yeah. the darkest possible way. But it's a great song, and and there are positive heavy metal songs as well. And mm-hmm. I need the energy at times of the day. I just need it to keep me going for some reason. You they're know, they're like, pump songs. Yeah, I don't know. The sound waves somehow yeah. nourish my brain simply because of the rhythm, I guess. I don't really know. Um, so something that uh, <clears throat> I like to ask now personally uh, in regards to music, since, oh, what do you listen to is a very narrow question. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that I like to ask, and you know, listeners, by all means, use this to your advantage. Uh, up your Tinder game with it. and <laughs> I'd like to do that. <laughs> Or scruff. Scruff. Ooh. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, uh, who are you listening to? Who am I listening to? Yeah, yeah. Who are you listening to? Uh, You know, I often don't listen to the names of the Mm. groups. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was a period a while back where... I could tell you, um, I think of the groups that um, I have liked over the the recent years, uh, one group whose li- lead singer is the personality of the group, and I cannot remember, I think his name is Hawkins, like, is it Johnny Hawkins or something like that, from the group Nothing More. And nothing more has great lyrics, mm-hmm. and he has a powerful voice, and the way he interprets the songs is magnificent to me. Um, but other than that, I, I'm drawing a blank, actually. Who do you listen to? You know what? I was afraid you were going to do that, too. Um. <laughs> well, we just walked over a cliff. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, so... Actually, you know what? I, I, I kind of have an answer to that. Um, Good. I recently have been listening to uh, a lot of, like, I don't want to call it underground rap because I know it's not underground. It's, I guess the, be- <laughs> the best way I can describe it is suburban rap. And essentially, so there's this guy that I listen to. His name is Spose. S- uh, spell, please. Uh, Spose. Spose. S P O S E. Spose. Okay. There are no uh, apostrophe before the no, S. Okay. That's that's all it is. And um <clears throat> he is a rapper, obviously, and he doesn't take the music very seriously, and I really appreciate that. Um, where it's he makes good music, but he makes it about stuff that isn't very serious. And okay, so he, like, he, he, like su- subject matter isn't really serious. Yeah, yeah, it's very lighthearted. Uh-huh. Um, so he has one song specifically called Loon Song. And Loon? I, L-O-O-N? Like the bird. Loon? Yeah. yeah. And I regret um, showing my brother this song because it starts off, the beat as it starts off is a bird call. And throughout oh, the entire uh, the sound song, of a loon, yeah. which is like a lady screaming or some it's strangeness. Like a 
something like that. That okay. was not a loon, but... <laughs> um, yeah, I could not possibly uh, imitate it, but it's an eerie sound that echoes across yeah. Yeah. the lakes of northern Minnesota often. Ooh. Yeah, because I lived in Minnesota, and I was out there, and you could hear the loons, and spooky a little bit. Kind of eerie. Well, a lot of... In my mind, I'm imagining kind of like the the still lake in the yeah, early absolutely. morning. Yeah, absolutely. The light yeah, isn't yeah, totally yeah. there, yeah. and the mist over the water. I like it, man. Yeah, and then the eerie loon call. I'm there. <laughs> Anyways, this this song, Loon Song, uh, is about Spose and how he comes from like a hick-like place. Yeah, in uh, his life, kind yeah, of. Yeah, from Maine. Okay. Uh, and he's he's talking about it, and he's like, "Oh God, I can't even remember." But he's he's being really lighthearted about how like everyone around him is kind of hicky, and he's not, and <laughs> <laughs> how he how he's getting getting money and being a rapper while everyone else is, you know, soaking down PBRs and dusting up wranglers and yeah. kind of thing and it's 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 a very funny song and it's it you you can almost you can't take it seriously but it's a good song and that's what i appreciate about it there's another person who does something very similar his name is lil dicky have you heard of him no you've never heard of i never heard of yeah. Lil Dicky. <laughs> so lil dicky is a white rapper uh, a Jewish one. Mm-hmm. He he makes that abundantly clear, and he does comedy rap, which uh, you mean with punchlines and stuff. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Where it's it's really witty, and it's. I mean, he he just talks about being a white rapper and how weird that is, and uh. just it's it's wholesome sometimes. <laughs> do, you, do you know who uh, Post Malone is? Oh, yeah, yeah. I love Post Malone. Well, Post Malone seems to be in that category mm-hmm. a little bit because he's a white rapper. Or mm-hmm. is would you call him a rapper? He actually sings. Yeah, no, because he has a lot of vibrato in his voice. I don't think... He's not really a rapper. I, w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't call him a rapper now. No, but he's a storyteller, yeah. and uh, I mean his song, which was a hit, I believe, for him, "White Iverson." Love that song. Yeah, it's kind of poignant though, because it is a white guy really hungry for the fame of a black athlete. And he's using the language, it sounds like, in the song. I think mm-hmm. part of the purpose of the song is this white guy using the vernacular mm-hmm. of this black star athlete and um, coming up short, in a way, yeah. because he's not the athlete. He's just a poor white guy that wishes he were more than he actually is. I mean, that's the beauty of that song to me. I never actually looked into the lyrics of White Iverson. I had no idea that it was about uh, yeah. uh, an athlete? Who? Um, Iver- I'm not, I, I believe he's a basketball player, yeah. Iverson. 
So <laughs> just the distinction being the white Iverson oh. you see. And I, there are any number of websites that give you the full lyrics of any yeah, song. And right. I frequently resort to that. And there was a lot of white Iverson that I still didn't understand because I mm-hmm. really don't get the vernacular very well. But still, it was clear to me that what this individual was singing, what Post Malone was singing, was the part of a guy hungry for success but lost in his own little whirlpool of mm-hmm. doing the same thing over and over and never getting anywhere, um, yearning, yearning for what Iverson has. Okay. Yeah. Trying to put himself in their Kinda. shoes and try to get to the success level that they're at, but being... Locked, locked <laughs> yeah. in this other world, and all he really had is an imitation uh, based on the language that he thought he should be using uh, to get there. Very nice. I like it. I, I, you know what? When I ride my bike home today, I'll definitely put that into the queue. I'm gonna, I'm gonna load up on Post Malone. <laughs> well, when you, hey, uh, I want you to uh, do me a favor oh, when, yeah? when you make it. Yeah. I would like to do, and then the problem is on this podcast we can't play music. Yeah, because we'd have to have a license. Yeah, for the music. We we tried it once for uh, on the Alien Facebook archives. Page. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we, uh... <laughs> Sony. Well, here's the story. Uh, we did a demo actually an audition tape to do a radio show mm-hmm. and we used of course for this particular show music i think it's a really good idea we're telling people that there's a lot of creative music that's on streaming services but lots of times People don't have time to curate it, to go through it and mm-hmm. decide what they like and don't like. So we were going to act as kind of a filter and go through the music. Mediate, yeah. And tell uh, the audience at least what we liked, and maybe you will too. And if you don't, then go to Spotify or iTunes or any number of streaming services and find your own simply to flag that. That's what we wanted to do. Yeah. And so we did a tape. And we put it on our uh, Inherently Human Facebook page. And guess what happened? Sony, of all people. I mean, Sony, mm. a worldwide conglomerate. They're like God. And they caught us. It's and our they, first scandal. Oh, man. <laughs> they erased all the music. Yeah, no hesitation. No. They didn't even phone <laughs> us with a nice card and an apology. You know, you're taking it down. I'll tell you this: I would have felt better. A little awful sorry. We had to do it. You know, it's just economics. Nothing against you guys. We love the show, (laughs) but we didn't get any personal message like that. Not at all, man. Sony so far uh, is unaware of inherently human, other than to take away our music rights. Right. Otherwise, from them, from Sony, it's crickets, (sighs) completely. Rude, viciously rude of them. But you know what? That's you're gonna. We're all. I mean, I've had blows. You got to recover. You got to bounce back. We got it. You know what? And, that, and that's why we're here with episode twenty-five. Really yeah. killing it. Uh, Sony can eat it, and we're gonna keep on keeping on. Hopefully, Sony doesn't hear that. 
Yeah, don't <laughs> just don't call Sony's attention to it. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, I never got a chance to actually complete my request. Oh yes, yes, okay. your request. Well, when you get into radio, yeah, could you maybe pitch to the managers? I mean, for the general manager of the conglomerate in whatever, like the Seattle cluster of radio stations okay, that you're yeah. working there. Uh, can we do a show on the weekend, you and me? Oh, I would love that. That would be great, That would be man. so much fun. Yeah. It would really <sighs> be nice. Inherently human live. It would be, and we could, and and because you know we both have opinions and we both can express them fairly easily. I would yeah. say so. We could actually have music right here, play the song, and say, "Well, what do you think, Aiden?" You know. <gasps> oh, that would be so good. I agree. Well, I agree. if uh, the audience agrees, uh, all of our lovely listeners. Uh, if you agree, we have a Facebook page. Go ahead and hop on on there, Facebook, uh, Inherently Human, and tell us what you think. I would love to see if you, if y'all think that I have a chance in this career, and if I do, if uh, Alien Archive should make a return. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I I think it probably should. Uh, I agree. I, I, I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's going to be fun here as the months go by to see what happens yeah. as you pursue your career in broadcasting. And I have every belief, every really every confidence that you're going to do great because, man, that's who you are, really, seriously. Um, there's, uh, there's no way... Um, that the people who manage these operations will miss your vitality and the fact that you're only 21 uh, is a suggestion that if they put you on board then they got another 30 years they can relax because <laughs> you're there to do it for them I've got the, I'm the talent and I'm the the plug yeah, you're the guy. <laughs> By the way, I, we failed to, I don't think we did. We mentioned the name of the show, Inherently oh, yeah, we Human. Did that real well. But we didn't mention uh, uh, another shtick we have, which is that I'm, and I was going to say 72, but I'm not 72. <gasps> no, I'm Liar. 73. Yep. See? And, yep, and uh, Aiden is 21. <laughs> See, it's a kind of a shtick we've got. It's, it's our aesthetic. It's our aesthetic. <laughs> it's you know what it is. It's our brand. Ooh yeah, the brand. We've got to like be it. very careful about our brand. Our brand. You know you can't kid about that because it's real. It's real. You know? Yeah, it no, is. I'm I'm with it. That's yeah. absolutely. I'm I with it too, man. Dare anybody to try and come after our brand? They just better not. Uh, please don't. <laughs> we like the please. dynamic here. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that is. 40 some odd five minutes uh that should be about enough time for you to enjoy this episode so this has been inherently human episode 25 my name is aiden deboard jim newman and thank you so much for listening uh go ahead hop on to our facebook facebook at inherently human and we will see you soon thanks yeah. for listening well said <laughs>